0: Uh, Can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman.com forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. On this episode, I got the opportunity to speak with my friend, Mark Podolsky. Um, we're in a mastermind group together and Mark is, um, has a, lot of experience in real estate investing particularly land investing land flipping uh creating notes on land and um land contracts and that kind of thing very very experienced and educated what we focus on with regard to his adversity is the 2008 to 2010 time period where mark went from making a lot of money and living the life so to speak with a huge house and full-time nanny full-time maid um and um and then he essentially lost it all uh clo- or close to it and um that forced him to reevaluate his priorities and and um and what he realized through all of this was that money didn't make him happy anyway and that money didn't uh, create his self-worth and couple of lessons he learned were that, um, he no longer ties his self worth to money. He, he, the second lesson is that he treats it like a game. So he does still try to make money. He does still try to serve others and do transactions and help others grow their, their net worth. And, you know, he's got some great coaching programs and and things like that, but, um, he's no longer a slave to money. He put money in its place and, um, still values money but it's neutral when it comes to his own self-worth and his own happiness so it's a excellent perspective unfortunately it took some serious pain for him to pull those lessons out Um, but he's a a, a great guy to talk to and a very easy interview and i know you're going to enjoy this one thanks
1: inspiring stories of real people overcoming incredible odds to live life to the fullest we are all guaranteed to face hardships How will we handle the adversity? Join us to be moved by everyday people who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. Be inspired as these relatable heroes get vulnerable. And former counterintelligence investigator, Jamie Bateman puts his interviewing skills to the test. Restore your faith in humanity as you experience true Cinderella stories of average people turning surreal struggle and deep despair into booming businesses and financial fortune take ownership of the life you are destined to live, and turn your adversity into abundance.
0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I am your host, Jamie Bateman, and I'm thrilled today to have a special guest with us, Mark Podolsky of the Land Geek, TheLandGeek, uh, TheLandGeek.com. Mark, how are you doing today? Jamie Bateman, it's a pleasure.
2: <laughs> pulse is normal, respiration's fine.
0: <laughs> awesome, that sounds like you're healthy and doing well. So, um Mark, I've gotten to know you a little bit, um, not not super well yet, although we are going to be in in uh, Scottsdale together next week, so we'll get to know each other better next week. So I know you, I know your story somewhat, um but for the listeners out there, would you mind telling everyone kind of who you are and why we should listen to you? Yeah, I am a
2: professional land investor. Um, I've been uh, land investing full-time since 2001. I've done over 6,000 transactions and, and growing. And my whole goal and my mission in life is to not only get myself out of solo economic dependency, which means if I'm personally not working, I'm not making any money. So really having my passive income exceed my fixed expenses so I can work when I want, where I want and with whom I want, but I also want to help other people solve their money problems and their time problems, so they can move up Maslow's hierarchy of needs into self-actualization and do what they really want to do with this short,
0: precious life. That seems like you've uh, that's, that's pretty important. You've got that you've got that well defined. So that's that's really good. So, um, so just before we jump into your backstory, what is, you know, what does a normal day look like for you today?
2: So today is Wednesday. Typically, I have uh, team calls today. So I have my week themed out. So Mondays and Fridays are my thinking days. And I really just spend that time thinking. So I don't take any calls. Um, I rarely will do a a podcast interview. Um, But usually it's just reading, working out, meditating, Um, self-care. And then thinking sure. about ways to grow the business. Tuesdays are my podcast days. Wednesdays are my team meeting days. And Thursdays are my client meeting days.
0: Okay. That's awesome. I just read a book book on structured thinking. I failed to implement it, frankly. Um, but you know, being intentional about... The point of it was to be intentional about carving out thinking time. And it doesn't have to be overly structured, but putting it on your calendar. <laughs> so it yeah. sounds like you've done that to, I'd say, a f- kind of an extreme, I mean, in, in uh, you know, compared to some people. So I'd love to pick your brain offline about that. That's pretty, that's, that's pretty interesting. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, no, the, the three day work week is phenomenal. <laughs>
0: I c- can't argue with that. So. So now, that said, sounds like you have the you know you, you've got the the perfect life with no adversity, right um it's it's all abundance right now, but no I'm kidding, but point of the, the the show is obviously to dive into your backstory and and discuss some of the adversity that you've been through, mark on a personal level or business level, but um you know, somewhat of a human level and to, Share with our listeners kind of what was what was on your mind at that time, how you got through that um, what that looked like on the on the other side and and pull out inspiration and lessons learned for the listeners that's that's the point of the show so you can take it pick it up where you wherever you'd like as far as you know age four or age uh, thirty four or <laughs> wherever you'd like and uh, we can run with that yeah I mean if we rewind the tape to say two thousand one
2: to two thousand and eight right, I was making a lot of money buying and selling raw land. But I'd never been through a cycle before. Okay. And I didn't have a really uh, a mentor at that time either. So at that point in time, I mean, I kinda just had this idea like the more money I made, the more money I spent, like Parkinson's Law of Money. And so I have three children, I had a, a, a wife that doesn't work, and so I just built up this crazy lifestyle, thinking that mm-hmm. this is what wealthy people do. So mm-hmm. I got a big house, got a you know luxury car. I'm not even a car guy, right? But mm-hmm. I had to get a luxury car because mm-hmm. my neighbors had luxury cars. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a housekeeper full time, and then mm-hmm. a nanny full time, and so I was putting all these all these things in my life, and mm-hmm. You know, I was going out all the time. Um, and and so it wasn't until, let's say, 2010, I was forced to really see, oh my gosh, half my income's gone. I can't afford these things anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was really this, you know, ego blow to my head. Like, oh my gosh, uh, I'm not as smart as I think I am. I'm not as capable as I think I am. I've got a real problem here. And I've got a real happiness problem as well, mm-hmm. because ultimately, I mean, I'm sure probably not your listeners, but I'm sure some other people have felt growing up like, okay, this is, you know, like you, you buy into sort of the culture's idea of what makes you happy, mm-hmm. right? You're going to go up and you're going to get that good education. You're going to get the good job or start building your business and you get all these things. You get the, the car and the house. And you go on the nice vacations and you kind of look around you're like, Oh my gosh, you got all these things and I'm not happy. Right. And so I had this sort of this internal feeling of just, it's not, I'm not enough. Like I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. And so if I get all this stuff, then maybe I'll feel like I was enough. And mm-hmm. then it, it just didn't, it, it didn't make be happy just, at all.
0: You still weren't enough. Um, it yeah. sounds like. So before we dive more into the 2010 specifically, what from a, kind of tactical or practical standpoint how you know what did your business look like for the previous 10 years and you know generally speaking how well was your business doing and then you know and then why did it you know why did it things go south from a tactical standpoint
2: yeah i mean i was i was making seven figures and i was doing really well um it all went down because i was doing owner financing and people just couldn't make their payments So you know, people are calling me up say, "Hey, Mark, it's in between food or your land note,
1: and I'm choosing
2: food." And so I had this personal overhead that I just couldn't support anymore. I mean, I mean, the company was still profitable, Mm, but gotcha. You know, I was I was struggling to keep up my own personal overhead.
0: So you're buying just hundreds of you know plots of land and and seller financing owner financing those two buyers and those buyers when the great recession occurred were unable to make the payments to you and and that's that's why things went went south correct is that exactly is that okay that's exactly why got it so um so 2010 how quickly did it go south i mean was it like i mean it was like it
2: felt like it was like just one
0: day Wow, And then so,
2: you know, the 4,500 square foot home, I had to short sell it. Hmm. Um, You know, the private schools, we had to go to public school. No more nanny, no more housekeeper. I had to sell my car for taxes. And so as I whittled these things away, I mean, it took maybe a year to slowly pare down my overhead. And it was very painful at that time. Mm -hmm. But I, I realized something like, oh my gosh, instead of going out, to this fancy steak dinner on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. my wife and I are staying home with the kids mm-hmm. and playing charades and and spending, and, and, and it seems like, oh my gosh, none of that stuff's making me happy. This is really what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And it's like I needed that to really be clear headed about, okay, here's what really makes me happy.
0: None mm-hmm. of the things that society you know says will make you happy sure it makes a lot of sense yeah and we have you know every guest we have on has a different story obviously and they deal with different adversity and some people know some people have the they know what's coming actually they may have a surgery upcoming they they know it's going to be a huge huge deal so they're able to plan for that adversity and then you know in this case it seems like it probably caught you off guard right um so you didn't really have that time to, to Plan ahead to for this major challenge, Um, but the other thing that that varies a lot is how quickly you're able to kind of see this challenge as (laughs) as a blessing, you know, my words. But um, was that you know? Is I'm I'm guessing it was a process. You know, it wasn't an overnight thing. How long did that take before you could actually see that uh, the reality that this was actually good for you and your family? You know,
2: I think for me. It, it took a it took a while, um, to really get to that point where, you know, I felt like I was enough, no matter what I I did externally, right? Mm-hmm. Just that internal feeling of enough. Mm-hmm. I want to say it took years to get to that point where I really could see very clearly and and feel it, uh, you know, at a uh, you know, a visceral level. Like, mm-hmm. I am yeah. enough. So, I would say it was a process. I mean, I remember not only was I in therapy, but I was also um getting very deeply into meditation. And so watching the thoughts, I started learning more about stoicism and you know mm-hmm. reframing and seeing how every situation can just be reframed. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, pain is optional. pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, kind of watching these things happen and and over time, slowly, 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 um, I've gotten to the point where I'm really clear on like, okay, here's how you transcend money. I want other things money can't buy, right? I want a fit body, mm-hmm. I want a calm mind and a house full of love. And so those are the things I really right. want. And in this, you know, very simple goal of being a good ancestor. Money has nothing to do with any of those things.
0: Sure. That's that's really good. No, and I appreciate you being kind of vulnerable and and just honest about you know it's again on this show I mentioned this before we hit record and I say this on other episodes but it's a process. <laughs> it's it's you don't flip a switch and all of my problems are gone and and you know heaven on earth or something like that. So it's it's a process and it sounds like you were somewhat forced into that process, but then were very intentional and and methodical about working on yourself, working on, you know, re- redefining your priorities. Um, so bring us up through till today regarding your business um, and and how your life is, is different with your view of money and business. So now I just look at it as a game. Uh, my okay. identity has nothing to do with
2: it. You know, I go through like these fear-setting exercises where if I lost everything tomorrow financially, what would mm-hmm. I do? Why have I got a great answer? I know exactly what I would do. I would move to Bali and uh, for about $1,500 a, a week, uh, I'm sorry, $1,500 a month, I could literally live like royalty. Um, I would eat well. I would work out. Uh, I'd be surrounded by nature. There's amazing people there. So I I already know what I would do. Now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want that to happen, obviously. Sure. It, it's There's definitely you don't need as much as you think you do.
0: Yeah, so it's, I mean, just, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're you're no longer a slave to money and you put money in its place. I, I don't, I think you still value money, <laughs> right? Um, oh,
2: no, absolutely. I mean, you know, but it's it's neutral. I mean, it's just like all money to me now It's it has nothing to do with my identity, has nothing to do with how good a person I am or how bad a person I am. Mm-hmm. It's really more, Neutrally, have I exchanged value with someone, and for mm-hmm. exchanging enough value, I get this thing we call money. Mm-hmm. So really, it's more about, and I love helping people right. and exchange value. So
0: now it's just kind of fun,
2: and sure. it has
0: nothing to do with anything else. I love that. It's really good. It actually reminds me. i i a guest I had on uh, previously. He he's a fitness guy. Lost. 75 pounds, three times, and then this time he's kept it off, and now he's about to run a, an Ironman, which is just awesome. But um, he tweeted yesterday. I wasn't planning on bringing this up, but it's it's relevant here. He tweeted yesterday something about something along these lines of, you know, money doesn't buy happiness. Money money isn't going to make. He's come to the realization that money doesn't isn't going to make him happy. And I, I, I don't even want to say countered. I just suggested that. What about the impact on others? So I'll just not even pushing back here. Just just food for thought or a question to you. Do you think that the more money you make, the the greater the impact you can have uh, on the world and others? How how do you what would you say to that? I, I absolutely. I mean, I
2: think your legacy, and we're you know we're in this mastermind group together. where we want to get two hundred percent above our passive income, yep. and so absolutely being able to support charities makes a big impact. Sure. Um, absolutely being able to uh, support your family. And, you know, the, the truth is, uh, you know, in three generations, no one's going to remember us anyways. <laughs> but I, I love this Russ Morgan quote. He's like, well, in three generations, if that, if your ancestors are getting a check, they're going to remember you. <laughs> that so, is good. you know, so absolutely. So, you know, the way I look at it, it's like a game. Or right. Let's just say a video game. Right, Mm -hmm. and you get up to that next level, it's really fun. It's really challenging. And I Mm -hmm. wouldn't want to just stay at that same level. I want to keep playing the game as well as I can for as long as I can. Again, letting go of my attachment to whether I win or lose the game. Can Mm -hmm. I just enjoy the the fact that I'm playing it? And while Mm -hmm. I'm playing it, be very intentional about why am I playing this game? It's to have fun. It's to provide. It's to have novel experiences it's Mm -hmm. to make an impact and so all those things make meaning for us in our lives like we need to have meaning and so again i mean it's just neutral but it's not to say that it's not important It, it can you know there's a joke like oh you know, you can't buy happiness. Well, money buys me lots of happiness. You know, I, I've got a, you know a yoga instructor that makes me happy, and mm-hmm. I go to this place called Optimize that makes me happy. You mm-hmm. know, good food makes me happy. So, sure. of course, I, I want to have these things.
0: Yeah, makes makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I, I, no, I mean, I certainly get caught up in in the the chase as well. I mean, if if I'm honest, but um, but yeah, I, I view money personally as as kind of like the internet it's um it's very powerful i mean it it's it's neutral in the sense of of whether it's good or evil you know it can be used for good or bad or anything in between um so yeah i, I like that that's it sounds it's really good it's just uh it's it just sounds like liberating and freeing and um the, the approach that you you take now so i'm going to fly through some uh some questions here if you're good with that i'm great with it and Jamie, I'm so glad I didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you back. Don't worry. Oh, oh okay. Okay. I had a uh, one, one guest uh she had been on 40 some podcasts and this was the first one she cried on. I'm not proud of it, but but hey, you know, I guess she got vulnerable. So Yeah, I um, know it's great. What's one thing that people misunderstand about you? Oh, it's such a good question. I don't often feel misunderstood. Okay. But okay. if I had to
2: get, if I had to guess, you know, does he care?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Cause
2: I'm pretty even keel mm-hmm. and I do care, but yeah. I am able to stay not, it's not like I'm detached. I'm not attached to any
0: outcome. Yeah. That's, that could probably apply to me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so besides the, you know, I don't know if the 2008, 2010 period is what, it would be your answer, but what's one of your biggest failures or something you could you would redo? Um, I would say one of
2: my biggest failures uh, was not getting a mentor earlier. Mm-hmm. There's this this sort of arrogance about me as as the market kept going up that real estate market. Like mm-hmm. anyone could have made money in real estate from 2001 to 2008, and I was that anyone. Like I wasn't special, but I thought I was. And mm-hmm. so I think having a mentor was just a, a huge failure on my part. It would have solved so many issues and problems for me.
0: Well, and I, just to piggyback on that, I would say we're, I know it's, there are many things that are different from a market condition and economic standpoint, but I'd say in the last 10, 15 years, the same thing is true, right? <laughs> as far as, yeah. uh, you know, lots of people making money that maybe they're not the genius that they think they are. If you could go back and give your 18 year old self some advice, what would it be? Learn to meditate. Nice,
2: absolutely. Just to be able to watch those thoughts and not get so attached and so emotional. I mean, you, you can you can lose days in your in your head mm-hmm. and not it be in reality.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that would be like a superpower for sure. Yeah, gotcha. Did it take you a while to, to get better at that? I mean, because or, or, I, I tried a little bit, to be honest with you. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, there's 10 years a lot. I don't know. <laughs> I think... and I'm, still, I'm still not, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I get lost in thought like anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm really quicker to get lost in thought. And I can see, like, you know, reactions when mm-hmm. they come up. I'm I'm more curious about them than mm. swept away by them now. That more wasn't for... You know, like, like, you know, it's like, I love to saying, like, oh, you, you think you're so enlightened, go spend a week with your parents, right? <laughs> right. And don't get me wrong, yeah. I'm talking to my parents, like, they yeah, can yeah. still touch my,
0: press my buttons. The, the old mark will come out real quick, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, if you could have coffee or a drink or something with, with any historical figure, who would it be?
2: Oh, wow. I love
0: this question. Um, well, alive
2: or dead. So alive, I'd, I'd look like the Dalai Lama I think would be super interesting Mm -hmm. just because he's like, like he's world renowned for like having this power of presence Mm -hmm. I'd love to, to experience and, you know, ask him these, you know, deeper philosophical questions. Uh, Historic, But historically speaking, um, you know, I I think that Napoleon is a really interesting character Mm. and in his time, lincoln mm-hmm. i think would be extremely uh interesting yeah. as well uh certainly jesus the buddha you know so there's a yeah. lot but it, yeah can I, some can I have ones. them all for dinner like a- <laughs> yeah
0: yeah hopefully not the last supper but anyway yeah. um yeah. so let's see let's let's talk about your business for a bit here um what's a one challenge that you're facing in your business right now
2: so one challenge I'm facing in my business. So, Dirt Rich Two, my second book, is coming out, and launching that is a challenge. Uh, having the courage to lock the manuscript is a challenge, because mm. so, it's, ne-
0: it's never done, right? Is that
2: never done? But at some point, it's got to be done. <laughs> it's got to be done. And <laughs> I keep reading it, and rereading it, and going over yeah. it and editing it. And so that's that's a challenge. Um, but as far as like the overall market is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause you know, land is a good inflation hedge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, I'm not very concerned yet, with that as a challenge.
0: Gotcha. That makes sense. So in your opinion, what's a, what's a personality trait that makes someone successful in your, your line of work?
2: Oh my gosh. Grit is, is grit.
0: the personality
2: trait. If you got grit, you can, you can do it.
0: Okay. All right. Some final, final questions here before we wrap up. What is a uh, a book or two that you could recommend for my audience?
2: Okay. So uh, one of my favorite books is The Second Mountain by okay. David Brooks. Uh, you know, anything by Derek Sivers. I love his books. Like How uh-huh. to Live. He just he was just on my podcast. I love that guy.
0: Okay. Um, I've s- seen his name. I haven't read his books. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's kind of like uh, this
2: very succinct philosopher. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not like woo woo. It's like really more he's a business guy that he sold mm-hmm. his company for twenty two million and gave it out of charity. He's that kind of guy. <laughs> wow. So uh those would yeah. be some books. Uh I'm right now I'm reading Will Store Status Games. I'm. it's fascinating. I love that huh. book.
0: Okay. I'm assuming you've read some of the Ryan Holiday books. I love Ryan Holiday, Obstacles yeah. Away, Eagles the yeah. Eagle's the Enemy. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Those are good. Um what about some some other podcasts that you enjoy? You can mention yours.
2: Yeah, so shameless plug: Art of the pa- Art of Passive Income podcasts, uh, which Jamie's going to be on, uh, is absolutely my favorite. But <laughs> I I I, I kind of go back and forth. Like I listen to books, I listen to podcasts. But the one podcast that I always find consistently great
0: is Tim Ferriss podcast. Oh, that's good. I should try to. I should go back to that one. Used to listen to it. Yeah. So, yeah. i I've, I've what, what are you listening to? Oh man, um, I've been bouncing around a, a decent amount. Um, I got to pull out my phone, of course. <laughs> I I, I had, do often listen to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Um, I'll be honest, this summer, it's I feel like it's I've I've struggled to find consistently good uh, content there. Um, So Ken McElroy has a podcast that's good, uh, just for just kind of overall real estate, big picture, multifamily investing, that kind of thing. I do listen to the Tribe of Millionaires podcast, which is um, Mm -hmm. Go Abundance podcast. And they have, they have some really cool uh, human kind of guests, you know, where, yeah, it's about, about investing in business and things like that. But, but um, really cool stories. So um, yeah, those are a few.
2: Okay, I'm subscribing right now to Tribe of Millionaires.
0: <laughs> nice. He's got I think it's twice a week. I think the um once a week is the uh is the uh, a, a go member is the guest and then once a week is kind of an outside, you know, uh expert in a field. So, um yeah, I really like that one. So, um yeah, that's a good one. There, uh I was actually looking into that that to go abundance before I joined our passive income mastermind, which I recommend to people.
2: Yeah, you know who I really like right now, by the way. Yeah, uh, it's Sharon mentors this guy. It's Alex from Oh team. yeah,
0: okay, he's great.
2: This guy, I've is seen so him on young. YouTube and stuff. Yeah, and so good. It's it's kind of disconcerting to be that young and that good.
0: Was he? he was a fitness guy too like a gym yeah yeah he's a
2: fitness guy he did he did gym launch and i mean yeah. he was making like i mean i think he built that thing up to like 100 million or something <laughs> um i mean it's just kind of crazy like his, his meteoric rise but yeah uh, his you know his sense of abundance in the way he mm-hmm. gives is is really fantastic he just has like this just really cool straightforward way of talking that's super authentic and super wise
0: Yeah, i saw a recent fairly recent video of his about grant cardone and you know because he's so controversial (laughs) and uh um i think alex was essentially just for the most part defending what he's been able to accomplish so that was pretty cool but yeah i've heard him on a podcast i'll have to uh See if I can get uh get Sharon to get him on here. <laughs> yeah, be... yeah, same with me. Let's yeah. we'll get in line for the, the whole Yeah, Mosey. absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh what haven't we covered? I know I, I kind of already asked that, but um what's uh what you have going on today? I mean you have your your book coming out. What else would you like to, to plug here?
2: I mean, for those of you that are interested in solving your time and money problems, you could check out the landgeek.com. Um, I've got a free course, how to double your money 30 days or less. Go to thelandgeek.com forward slash quick deals. Thelandgeek.com forward slash quick deals.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been really good. You're very relaxed and easy to talk to. <laughs> You've got everything kind of, yeah, I don't know, just your priorities, and it's refreshing. It's enlightening. And I'm not just saying that because of, kind of the, you know, the meditation world that you're, you're in, but, but um, it it really, it's just an easy, easy conversation. I appreciate you being vulnerable about the, you know, about the difficult, I mean, that's, again, we gloss over that here. Like it was, oh yeah, I just lost everything and no big deal. Now I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, but it's one of those weird things. Like
2: um when we look back on our lives, it is the adversity and yeah. how, and how we, um, go through those challenges that we look back, we're like, those are the, the greatest blessings, the greatest gifts. And so it's no fun when you're going through it. Right. You, know, you can't enjoy the great things in life without having the juxtaposition of things that are challenging in your life. And so for me, I mean, I talk about it now with a little bit more distance because it was right. so long ago. But look, it's just a matter of time before that next big unexpected challenge happens. Sure. and uh it'll be another gift that i'll have to
0: to go right. through and i do think it's comforting to know that we're supposed to have challenges <laughs> you know yeah. they, we are going to have more adversity it, i mean yeah that kind of sucks to to understand that but it's when that when the adversity hits you don't know what it'll look like but it, you can at least tell yourself we can tell ourselves no this is this is okay this is this is supposed to happen um so but i and i, I just love the way you, you talked about the. You know, treating, I guess, the acquisition of money or treating money like a game and, um, and just detaching yourself from, you know, money as far as, uh, your self worth. Uh, those were kind of two of the key points that I, I pulled out. I'll have to pull out some more when I re listen to it. But, um, yeah, this has been awesome, Mark. So I really, I just appreciate your time. I know you are busy, even though you have Mondays and Fridays and <laughs> three-day work week, but I, I know yeah. you 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 have plenty of other things to get to. In fact, we're both late for this mastermind call. But um, yeah, anything, uh, final thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I always sort of end with a Zig Ziglar quote.
2: If okay. you'll do for the next three to five years what other people won't do, you'll be able to do for the rest of your life what other people can't do.
0: That's awesome. Love it. Awesome, Mark. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And to the, to the listeners out there, appreciate you spending your most valuable asset with us. And that is your time. Thanks, everyone. Take care.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.
0: Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, Inspiring Stories of Mental, Physical, and Financial Transformation, available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation, whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts. This book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.